Damn, son, where'd you find this? You are now tuning into Bros Let's Talk. This is Bros Let's Talk, the podcast where guys come to be dudes. I'm Pat, here with Jimmy and Andy. How are we doing today, guys? Hello, friends. Beachy. Feels great to be back behind the microphone. We've had, I think, 11 days off since we last recorded. Yeah, it's we been had, a while. Me and Andy, we were in Colorado last week, or last weekend, so we, had to sh- we sh- recorded a shortened episode last Wednesday. So it's been a while. Feels good to be back. Lots of stuff going on in the sports world. The World Series is playing Game 5 tonight on Sunday, which will be crucial because the series tied 2-2. Two to two. Good day of NFL action, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're going to jump right into it. Time to shoot the shits, dude. So we are going to start with the World Series, which has been quite a dandy so far, awesome. if you ask me. As I mentioned before, Game 5 will be played tonight on Sunday, so it will already be played by the time you hear this tomorrow, but the game, the series is tied 2-2 two two after the Dodgers' 6-2 win on Saturday. They had a, uh, their bats came alive in the ninth inning. Score was tied 1-1, I believe. They ended up scoring five runs, and then Houston scored one in the bottom of the ninth. But even the series, they got Kershaw. On the mound tonight against Keuchel, which is a good Game 1 matchup. I think this has been one of the best World Series I can remember. I know last year, obviously for the Cubs being in it, for Cubs fans, it was a great World Series. But that was exciting as well because they made the 3-1 comeback. But I just think this has been so competitive on both ends. It's been like both a heavyweight are, boxing match just yeah, going it, one for both one. Both teams are so evenly matched across all aspects of the game. And it's been really exciting to watch, and I I honestly hope it goes seven. I'm sure everyone kind of feels the same about that. But what are your guys' thoughts so far on the World Series between the Dodgers and Astros? I think you nailed it. Um, it's it's definitely been one of the most entertaining uh, World Series in a long time for me, um, especially having really no rooting interest in it, but not uh, liking or disliking either team either way. So I was kind of happy that both teams made it there. I've liked the Dodgers for a long time. I've always liked Kershaw. Um, I think they built their team, not necessarily from the ground up, but I thought they put together a good team that was built to win. And over the last few years, they've added the pieces to make it to the World Series. And then Houston going from just the ground up straight rebuild. um, We've talked about them for a while now. Um, Just how impressive that is that their rebuild actually worked and now they're here they had a key piece in justin verlander midway through the year so i i don't i don't really care who wins this world series and it's fun just watching two teams that are playing the game so well it's neither team looks like they're gonna falter either way i mean one one night it's the pitching that lights it up one night it's the bats that get alive and it's just been awesome yeah, so I think it's pretty cool that 
Um, both the Dodgers and Astros pretty much dominated throughout the whole year, and it's it's a rarity when you see the two best teams actually make it to play for the championship. It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. So that aspect's super cool. Um, you know, Andy, kind of like you were saying too, it, it it's a different thing every night. You know, game two, Kenley Jansen comes to the mound in the eighth. You think, okay, game's over. No, it's not. Two home runs, tie game, going extras, Dodgers, or the Astros steal game two. And then they come out, you know, swinging and, and, uh, and beat Darvish up early in game three. And then Pat, like you had, had alluded to, uh, the Dodgers bats come alive in the ninth yesterday. So one thing I've noticed is, is kind of um, a trend with both teams is that they never seem to get rattled. I mean, they could be being no hit through seven and then put up five runs the very next inning like it's no big deal, like like they weren't even worried that it wasn't going to happen. So that aspect I think is super cool because no one looks worried. There have been few mistakes, just either good pitching or really good hitting, and I'm obviously rooting for the Astros because the Dodgers beat the Cubs, and I don't follow that thing where – well, if you beat my team, I want you to win. It's well, if you beat my team, I hope you all somehow forfeit and can never win ever again. So because of that, I'm rooting for the Astros, but I don't have the same anxiety as I had with the Cubs. Like if the Dodgers win, it's just oh well, it's it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Um, but it's been a really, really, really exciting uh, World Series to watch. Um, just because the Dodgers beat the Cubs, I don't dislike anyone on the Dodgers. I don't dislike anyone on the Astros, so it's it's just been fun. It's been a really, really, and it's been really, really great game. So all around, I've, I've been excited. I've been tuning in every night. I feel like uh, MLB has to be really excited about this World Series as well because yeah, I agree. You have you have a lot of young stars featured on both sides of it with uh, you know Correa and Altuve and Springer, all those guys in the Astros and the other eye side. You got Seager and Bellinger, Justin Turner. Puig has been playing a lot better, so you got a lot of star power there. And I think we all touched on it a little bit. This is a series where you literally have to watch all nine innings of every game because if you don't, you might miss crazy stuff happening. Right. Because, like you said, Kenley Jansen blows his first ever career postseason save. Crazy. When he's been lights out ever since he's been a closer for the Dodgers. That game, that game too, was one of the greatest baseball games I've ever seen. Ever postseason, yeah, I agree. totally agree. Nine, I think there was nine home runs. It was just it's must see TV, and we've talked about it a million times on the show now. I feel like playoff baseball is amazing. Yeah, it's, the regular it's season is as boring as it gets of any sport in the regular season, but once the playoffs come along, something happens. Bats come alive. Guys have performances of a lifetime. And it just makes for exciting TV. And the thing I like about baseball is it's bang, bang, bang. They play games three days in a row now, you know, in hockey and basketball. They skip days for travel, Mm -hmm. and then they skip when they're at home. Baseball, they don't do that during the regular season. They play every day. So they do the same thing in the playoff. It's quick. Today, like, Fox had this promos all weekend, greatest weekend ever. They had World Series game four last night, and then two football games today. World Series game tonight. I mean, that's just an amazing lineup of sports for the weekend. Agreed. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it for the most part. Agreed. Yeah, it's been like I, I know I keep talking about Game Two, but that Game Two was incredible. Just from top to bottom. I mean, the fact that and that it was so big for Houston too to be able to get runs off of Jansen. Yeah, I think that was huge. a huge turning point. I mean, I know it's tied game two, but or two two, but 
just having that mental barrier to leap over, it's almost like what uh, what Chapman had last year with the Cubs. Right. Cleveland got a few runs off of him. I think it was in game five or game six. And then after that, he was not the same pitcher. No. And now you get that mental hurdle. Now you can score runs off of their bullpen. Right. Now they're not dead going into the ninth. So in any game, it's, it's been wild. Completely biased opinion. That was the second best World Series game I've ever seen. And they occurred in back-to-back years, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. No. Accurate. All right. Actually, not accurate. Game seven was not enjoyable for me last year, but whatever. Yeah, there's a huge rain. That's why I said biased opinion. I had to stay up till one o'clock to see the Cubs celebrate. It was it was, it was rough. Yeah, it was. Agreed. <laughs> Moving on, um, we got our good friend Tiger Woods back in the news. Um, he has been all over social media recently, posting. He started out with. Just some simple chipping around the green. Um, then he posted a full iron swing. Uh, he went out and posted one of his famous stingers, um, which is a really kind of hot in the streets video to post on the internet right now is just the stinger shot. Um, and then he popped up in the news yesterday because he had to go into court um, to plead guilty for his reckless driving. Um but now Hank Haney, his old swing coach, has come out into the media and he said that with his swing videos and everything, he thinks that Tiger can actually win with that swing. Not at the pace that Tiger was going back in the day, but he said it looks like he's under control. He's not going over the top with his torque, which is what messed up his back and everything. Um, he's coming off of back surgery fairly recently. Um so Hank Haney believes that that swing can actually win him some tournaments. Um, and then also uh, Brandel Chambly came out and said that he thinks uh, Tiger's actually going to play in the next uh, six to eight weeks. No official announcement from Tiger's camp or anything, but I'm a big Tiger fan. So this got me pretty excited. All the videos and everything I think are pretty cool. Um, seeing him come back from all the surgeries and everything like that. And obviously, if he goes out there and tweaks his back again, it's the same old story. But I'm one of those people that's a sucker for these things, and I get super excited. Yeah, I'm of the belief that this is the peak of Tiger's career moving forward, is his Instagram videos or whatever (laughs) he's posting of his swings. I mean, I just... I have been on the same boat as you forever, Andy. Every time I hear stuff about Tiger, I get excited, and I'm like, all right. Here it is. Tiger's coming back. And then he has to have surgery and he's out for like multiple seasons at a time. And it's just hard to believe. It's not just the fact that he's struggling so much, especially with to stay healthy and changing his swing all the time. But it's that the talent in the PGA has gotten so much better since he's been out. Everyone's closed that gap that was there a long time ago. Nobody's scared of him anymore. No one's scared of him either. That's the big thing. So... It's nice to see that he's healthy and he's working his way back. And obviously, it's a great thing for golf when Tiger is good and winning. But at this point, I can't believe anything until I see it proved on a course in a tournament. Not even like winning majors. Just start by winning a tournament and then baby steps from there. You kind of, you can't go back into it trying to be the greatest ever again. You kind of have to go back in it trying to reinvent yourself in an older age after multiple injuries, redoing your swing multiple times. So, I hope 
that Tiger can come back and be successful, but I'm not. I wouldn't put any money on it anymore at this point. Yeah, I. It's hard because you know I think. Um, Pat and I grew up in a family where our dad and our uncles and our grandpa are huge, huge golf fans. So we've been watching golf forever. When probably we didn't understand it, and the coverage wasn't super great, and it was kind of boring. Um, and we kind of came up with Tiger Woods, so it's always been exciting to to watch him and and to see him succeed and to see how you know how great and how dominant he was. And then he just had this this string of I don't want to say bad luck because he kind of brought it upon himself, but this just fall from grace. And it's been hard to watch to see him come out and and to fight back and and just not look like the guy you know he was and and you just hope he can be. So. Um, I don't have an Instagram, so I haven't been seeing the videos he's been posting, but I'll go off your words, and I just hope that Tiger can come back and at least be competitive. I mean, I don't know if he'll win another major or even two. I, I hope he does. Um, but I just want to see him compete and, and have some fun and because uh, I think the game of golf is a lot more enjoyable when he's in it. Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed that. Um, it. I'm so stupid for falling into this trap every single time because i feel like it's happened so many times since i mean 2008 was the infamous car crash uh yeah it was almost five years ago yeah which is wild then he fell off the face of the earth had a sex addiction then in 2013 he won two tournaments i believe um but then since then has been like the collapsing on the course and all the surgeries we had the a cocktail of drugs in his system um just a few months ago we were talking about that so yeah i'm an idiot for falling into that trap but i get excited i can't help myself i am i'm right there with you Andy's all right got a so, huge tiger boner <laughs> big one nothing nothing wrong with that um moving on um the bulls are off to the start we thought they would be they're not very good they are uh, rebuilding, even though they won't say it. Scored uh, 69 points the other night. Yep, that, that game was less than two hours long also. Um, Laurie <laughs> Markkinen is is exciting. Um, I'm very excited for him, but I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about something that happened before this season even started, and that was Bobby Portis and uh, Nikola Miritich coming to fisticuffs at practice. And, you know, we've been kind of talking about this in our own text thread, but it seems that now there are rumors out there that uh, Miritich's camp has told the Bulls it's either him or Portis. And when when you think about what happened, so I guess there, there's a little bit of a history between those two in terms of being and practicing against each other and competing against each other because they play the same position. And when um, things finally boiled over, practice had been chippy between the two of them. Portis confronts Miritich, shoves him, nothing happens, goes up to him, shoves, I'm sorry, Miritich shoves Portis, nothing happens, goes up to him, shoves Portis again, and then Bobby Portis breaks his face and gives him a concussion. And now he is coming back saying, well, it's either him or me. If I'm a player on the Bulls and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, so my teammate went at another teammate and then got his ass knocked out and now saying trade him when he instigated all this shit, I don't know if I can play with a guy like that. I don't know how, how I honestly feel about him crying to front office saying, get rid of Bobby Portis, when you, Miritich, ignited this whole thing. What are your guys' thoughts about the whole situation? How do you think you would feel if you had to try and play with a teammate who 
is kind of being a little bitch in the whole situation. Well, I think that's what's exactly coming out from the locker room, too, is that people, the teammates, are kind of jumping on Portis's side, um, and they're kind of like, all right, well, this was a fucking stupid little fight. Right. Miritich is taking it one step forward. There's all those rumors about him potentially lawyering up and yeah. taking this even a step further. Like, there's there's plenty of locker rooms that have fights and things like that. Obviously, you don't want anybody to get injured during this, but, but it happened. And the fact that, like, that he's now making the Bulls make an executive decision, like, hey, I'm not going to play for you guys unless you get rid of this guy. Then I'd ship from. his ass out. Yeah, I mean, both of them Neither were. one of those guys are worth trading no. someone Agreed. else for. No, neither, neither one of them should be able to command that type of power at all. Couldn't agree more. And Miritich yeah. looks like a huge vag in this situation. I mean, he's been labeled a soft player for a while now, and this just kind of validates all those rumors. But who knows? This front office is so incompetent, they'll probably end up trading Portis. I'd rather have a guy who shows some toughness by breaking a face than... It's like a kid who like instigates something and then goes and cries to the teacher when he gets knocked over or something. And honestly, at this point, I don't trust the Bulls' front office at all. They should just put them both in a boxing ring. Let them fight it out. The loser gets traded out. I would fucking love that. I hope they do so it at the end. Televise it. Make probably some probably money sell. off of it. They'd probably sell more tickets for that than they would for an actual Bulls game this year. 100%. It's just... It's one of those things where it kind of epitomizes the situation that the Bulls are in. Everything's yeah, such a disaster with this team. There's already rumors talking about how Doug Collins, who was signed on as an advisor, is already talking about how dysfunctional the organization is, how it's run the front office. And it's like, good. you don't even have to like be involved in the NBA that much to know that that's going on. I mean, these guys have been along, around way too long. They They never fire anyone. And they should be fired themselves, but at this point, I just hope the Bulls keep tanking and get better draft picks because it's a pretty pretty ugly product they're putting out there this year. There's dudes playing who I've never even heard of. Yep. Marketing is really only the only bright spot right now. Once Levine comes back, that will be exciting. But Dunn uh, Dun looked uh, decent last night, too. It's just the fact that these are two players who would pretty much be benched to role players at best on other teams. Right, but, here but we on the have Bulls, to have one of them a starter on our team because their team sucks right. so bad. And at this point, honestly, they're both out. Markinen has shown enough to prove that he should just be starting and working on his development because yes, he's probably the best the player we have thing. right now. Had this fight not happened, he probably wouldn't be getting getting the, the game time or the game minutes that he is right now. So it took two guys to get in a scuffle, one whose face is broken, one gets suspended, to realize you should be starting this rookie. That is so it took, inexcusable. It, it took Bobby Portis punching Nikola Miritich in the yes. face to do Fred Hoiberg's job. Yes. That Great. Is I love that team. Love the Bulls. So happy I'm a Bulls fan. Let's fucking move on. This is ridiculous. What a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Moving away from sports for a little bit here. I saw this yesterday pop up on Facebook that... Uh, I think it's Morgan Creek Production is the name of the company who has been has known for uh, movies such as the Ace Ventura series, Major League, and a few others of note. They announced yesterday that they're planning to reboot some of those franchises that they've released in the past, and Ace Ventura being one of them. 
Uh, they pretty much said that they would love for Jim Carrey to be involved if he wants to be, but they're going to go the route of his long-lost son takes over the family business, something along those lines. Talk about a dumpster fire. Jesus, seriously. <laughs> I mean, they, they already tried this with like the young Ace, Ace Ventura Jr., like the little kid, and I don't know why they did that. Most roles that Jim Carrey plays in cannot be played by anyone else except Jim Carrey because he's so quirky and zany and funny that you can't like replicate that type of performance. And to me, Ace Ventura was one of the, the roles where Jim Carrey really started to break out. He started to get a lot more roles after these movies came out. And it's, it's one of the first roles I always think about when you think of Jim Carrey. So I am not excited at all about this. I think this is going to be a complete disaster. What do you guys think? If if by involved you mean Jim Carrey is playing Ace Ventura, I would watch it just because of the pre, uh, the the films that came beforehand. But if it's anyone but Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura, I promise you I will never see a minute of of any movies that they make because that is just complete bullshit. And that even the, infuriates me just even think about. Even the Dumb and Dumber reboot was horrible. Like with Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey wasn't right. wasn't good. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going for. I, I don't even. Are think they it did running well. out of that many ideas in Hollywood that they're they're recycling things that Pretty worked much. thirty years ago? That's that's embarrassing. It sounds pathetic. It sounds like they're planning to remake Major League as well, which horrible is decision. One of those movies, classic, where you should just keep it as is. Horrible decision. Honestly, just off the top of my head, the only person that I could think of that they could put in a role as like Ace Ventura's son who takes over. Would be and that I would watch, and it would still probably suck. Would be Adam Devine from Workaholics, just because he is kind of ridiculous like that and gets physical with his acting, kind of like Jim Carrey. But even so, the whole time you would just know that they're trying to imitate what Jim Carrey did originally, rather than being its own thing. I just don't get it. Yeah, I am not it's watching like said, anything Ace Ventura that does not con- or does not have Jim Carrey in it. Nothing. Right? Ever. What's with all these, like, rehashed remakes getting made? I guess they said the inspiration for it was what they're doing with Jumanji. How they're rebooting it, but they're putting a fresh take on the story. And that, I don't even, I'm not even really that excited about that because Jumanji was an awesome movie too. And now they're just kind of using the idea to spawn movies to make money off The of. only reason anyone's watching that movie is because The Rock's in it. Let's be real. Whether it's good or not, everyone's going to see it because The Rock's in it. That's Including true. Me. And that's probably the same route they'll have to go to get people to see an Ace Ventura reboot is if Jim Carrey's not going to return to play the role, they're going to need... Breaking to news put or someone... to bring in The Rock to play Ace Ventura? <laughs> I'm all in now. I'm See, pretty now you're back. I'm on board. <laughs> the Rock is Jim okay. Carrey's long-lost son. Now we're spitballing here. I can see that. Right? That, like that when, works. Uh, when, what was it? Ace, what was the second one? Uh, when Nature Calls, when he was in whatever, Ooh, whatever uh, that's, that's country a good point. he was in, he got the, the Nubian princess pregnant, and they had, they had The Rock. Bumblebee Jimmy, are you, are you writing the script for the second movie, or the new movie? I will neither confirm nor deny any involvement in the new Ace Ventura reboot. I don't know. I'm starting to think that you might be on board in some sort. I swear to God, so we'll if, see. If, if we read in three weeks that The Rock has been cast as a new Ace Ventura, we know <laughs> people do listen to our podcast and just don't write reviews. 
Seriously, if you're going to do that, at least write us a review. It's the polite thing please, to do. Please, yes, please. So we'll wait for more details to come out on that, but not not that excited about that. All right. Uh... Fire that fucking pig skin. My bad. I was a little late there. That was my bad. Obviously, from that sound clip, you can tell we are going to go through our few topics about the NFL this week. Um, we're back to our normal schedule, so we got to watch the basically full slate of games minus Sunday night and Monday night football. So going into it, what do you guys got? All right, so I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you guys a change up here because I'm gonna change my topic last second. I forgot to update it in here, Whoa. but I'm gonna talk about. The incompetency of NFL referees in today's game. Oh, please! Now, do. they they've taken a lot of the they've tried to take a lot of the human error out of it by instituting replays, and in doing so, they replay every scoring play, they replay every turnover. Now, everything's under review. Someone's always in the ref's ear if a wrong call is made. Today, in the Bears and Saints game, was one of the worst Worst. overturned calls i've ever seen in my life and and albeit the bears have been on the other side of that before with the calvin johnson catch like six seven years ago which is how the they the rule came to be changed that's how it all started but in this particular instance in the third quarter of the bears saints game uh mitchell trubisky threw a pretty nice pass to zach miller in the corner of the end zone he went up and got it over a receiver in doing so, his leg bent completely the opposite direction of the way it's supposed to. He flamingoed hard, probably broke his leg, came down with the catch, dislocated his knee, called it a dislocated his knee, called it a touchdown. They're showing him getting carted off the field. He's got the air cast on, this and that. His teammates are all going over there talking to him. In showing all this, the ref comes on and announces that the call has been overturned. He did not maintain possession through the catch. This guy. Catches the ball, dislocates his knee, reestablishes possession, comes down, falls on his elbow, turns over, and then goes to clutch his dislocated knee. And I don't even think the ball ever really hit the ground it without didn't. his hand on it. It did not and ever hit the ground. they overturn it, and then the Bears, you know, it's a four-point swing there for the Bears. They lose by five. They had a missed field goal earlier, so the opportunities were all there. But there was another play earlier in the game where the Bears forced a fumble, Alvin Kamara, and they called it a fumble on the field. They reviewed it. It was close. It looked like his knee might have touched the ground, but there was a leg in the way. It wasn't conclusive. They overturned that. And then and then later on in the game, they called a face mask on the Saints, which actually went in the Bears' favor. But they showed the replay, and it didn't look at any point like anyone touched anyone's face mask. Yeah, I, I still it. haven't seen that face mask grab. Seen it all across the league, not even just this game. Multiple games, there's been questionable calls, turnovers. And I don't know. To me, I like the idea of replay, making sure you get certain things right, but... To me, I always feel like the call on the field, if it's really close, should hold up most Agreed. of the time. There has to and be these indisputable two, evidence to overturn These were two instances today where the call on the field was overturned, and I don't think there was enough there to do so. And you have Dean Blandino, the former president of the Referee Association, whatever it's called, saying that he thought both calls were wrong. It's just, how do you, I don't understand the disconnect that you have there when you have former guys who used to be working these positions saying that they think the refs made wrong calls in the field. And then every, you know, it, it 
in this instance. I'm not saying the Bears would have won that game, but it would have given them a better chance, and it it costs teams when stuff like that happens. It's ridiculous. The Agreed. NFL actually said that they this year they were trying to stick more towards the call that was on the field and not change plays, and that was actually holding up to be pretty true through the first few weeks, but um, I actually read something that over the last, I think it was two or three weeks, it was on Twitter somewhere, um, that that has actually gone back to normalcy where now the overturned um, or reversals of the calls on the fields are actually starting to happen more and more often. Great job, NFL. Assholes. Okay, so that, for mine, um, as I'm sure all of you have heard, the, the, the Bob McNair comments about how his, uh, first of all, his... his uh, Incorrect saying of that the inmates were running the prison. The actual correct one is the inmates running the asylum. But first of all, I don't think this comment has anything to do with um, with race or or anything like that. I, I think it's simply trying to say who's in power. Um, and if I'm the players, I am pissed off about this because in my mind, it's well without us. There is no NFL. There, anyone could own this team. Any billionaire, like if if we were able to figure out a way to force you out, you'd be gone. Someone else would buy the team, and and we would still be here. So, I just think that it was it was a really dumb thing to say. Um, I I don't think, I don't think the intention was to was to compare his players or players in the league as prisoners. He could have said, you can't have the patients running the hospital and would have had the same message. It was a, a incorrect and poor use of a metaphor. So I, I wouldn't be mad personally about him making it seem like I was a prisoner as much as I'd be mad about, okay, fuck you, we don't need you. We'd still be here without you. You're going to be dead in 15 years and we'll still be here. So... We run this league. We are the reason that the league is successful and you're making money. So you should probably get your head out of your ass and realize that. Completely yeah, agree I, with that. I don't think I, it was race-based at all. I just think it was... I don't either. I just think it was a very poor choice of words considering oh, all that's agree. going on in the league. Completely to where agree. I don't think it was meant as a jab racially, but when you have all this stuff going on with the national anthem protests about police brutality... And things of that nature, using the yeah, inmates right. taking over. Right. I mean, it's just not smart at in, all. Especially when the league is like the the league is like sixty seventy percent black players. Right. It, it's just it's just not smart considering the circumstances. I don't think he meant it as he views them, like you said, as inmates or anything like that. But you just have to be a little more. It's just kind of it's like tone deaf almost to say something that's, like that when yes, that's a you very just good had point. meetings meetings going on about police brutality and. And stuff like that. So I don't know. I, it's just everything is such a disaster in the NFL. It feels like right now, and these owners, every time they open their mouths, now they're they're shoving their foot in there. And and Pat, you you bring up a really good point. And the other thing I'm I'm sick of hearing is these bullshit lame ass apologies. Like you said it because you think it. Don't apologize now because it got brought to light, and now you need to backpedal. Like those are your feelings. Own them. Just be. I mean, I, I know you can't for for political correctness. Right. If anything, because you want to. If keep anything, the team, just apologize. Don't yes. don't take it back. But say I used poor 
choice in judgment, poor choice in words. Don't don't take it back. The message that you're sending out there, you truly believe. And these whole anthem protests, that is how the owners feel. They feel that giving these these players this voice on this stage on TV where it's talked about every week, they feel like they're losing power. Well, it's like you said, Jimmy, any old billionaire can come in and buy these teams. They own these teams. They don't own these players. These players exactly. are all individual members That's of the United point. States. They can do whatever the hell they want. And if these owners really have point. a problem with that, then let them go. They'll go get picked up by another team with another owner who doesn't care. Right. Good point. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it that way. These people all have PR people, too, which is so right? fucking frustrating. Right. It's insane. Seriously. Like, those people are the ones that need to get fired. How are you letting this stuff get out? All right, going on to my topic for the NFL um, is the shit show that is the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think since the last time we taped, uh, Deshaun Kaiser had his little, uh, he was going out on a Friday night, and there were pictures that came out, um, and the Browns apparently got upset about this. It wasn't the night before a game. They Actually, the worst part about it is that the media labeled it as the night before the game because he was out at 1 o'clock in the morning, which happened to be Saturday, which was technically the day before the game. Um, So I don't know what the hell the Browns are doing with their quarterback situation. Um, They flip-flop back and forth between wanting to start Deshaun Kaiser, not wanting to start him. Then they were pissed off that he was in a club on a Friday night um, after the team apparently gave the guys, like, hey, you guys can go out, and they just – didn't really um, abide by that. So I just don't understand the dumpster fire that is the Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson just is looking more and more like he just an never idiot. should be a head coach. He's, I think, forever going to be an offensive coordinator because I do think he's a good coordinator. And they say he works well with all the offensive players. He's a good quarterback uh, quarterback coach. Um, but Apparently not. Yeah, obviously. I just don't think he has the gusto to be a head coach um, and Good be word. in the limelight, especially for especially for a team like the Browns. You have to take a lot of heat, and every single move that you make is going to be under constant criticism just for, just for how bad they are, and you're looking for any sort of spark to move up. But the way they've handled this whole situation uh, with Kaiser, I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. Rumors have already come out that they're not committed to him past this year. He was your second-round pick. How could you not be committed to him? Well, QBs, too. It's like everyone talks about how the development of the quarterback is so important, and I can't imagine that this is doing anything to help with his psyche. And he's a guy who played played for Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, who by all accounts seems like a dickhead and kind of a hard guy to play for, even though Notre Dame's pretty good this year. No one one cares. Okay, all right. I can't imagine that. Never have that, a combo here. I can't imagine that him getting started, then getting benched, and then starting, and then getting benched over and over, and then now he's starting again. That can't be good for his confidence. The kid needs to get into some rhythm. If you don't think he's ready, put one of these other guys in there. Let them get some playing time. Let Kaiser sit there at the clipboard and learn a little bit more if he's not ready to play. This is it's just ridiculous. Everyone knows the Browns suck, but. This seems like an all-time low, and they almost went winless last year, and they seem way worse this year than they were last year. Yeah, it's just right. you look you look for the little things when you're at the bottom of a league. You look for the little things to at least give your fan base, 
a little bit of confidence that you're shining in the right direction, much like we've talked about with the Bulls. And just the mismanagement of what's going on with that team just makes it seem like they're forever destined to be at the bottom of the league. They will never be back to any sort of playoff contention or anything like that. It's just unbelievable. All right, so we're running pretty good on time. So I do want to bring up my original topic that I was going to talk about, which is there are reports coming out, and the Dolphins are refuting them a little bit. But CBS reported that the Dolphins are considering cutting Indomitian Sue after this past Thursday night game. He grabbed the throat of Ravens backup quarterback Ryan Mallett and looked like he was about to chokeslam him Undertaker style, WWF circa 1997. Yes. And it's just it's just more to the belief that Sue is the dirtiest player in the NFL. At this point, I don't really think you can defend him, all the different things that you've seen from him over the years. Yes, he is a great player. He's a talented player. But what truly makes a great player is being able to find that threshold of going hard and then going over the line. Guys who can go right. hard and keep themselves in control are great players. Guys who go hard and then go over the line, regardless of how talented they are, will always be remembered as a dirty player. And I think that's the reputation that he's built for himself so far in the NFL. As great as he is, he's just a dick. Exactly. Choke slam him when the cameras aren't on you. Everyone knows that. PR 101. No, but Pat, you're right. And, and him, Andy, and you know this too, him playing for the Lions all those years, He's just a sadistic bastard. He he's he's a mammoth mammoth individual. He plays with an edge, except he goes over the edge, pretty much any chance he gets. We've seen it against the Bears, Andy. I'm sure you've seen it numerous times against the Packers. He's just he's just a dickhead. And the 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 thing is, there's not a lot of guys who can stand up to him because he's so big and so physical that it's going to take, I think, multiple instances of guys just putting him on his ass and not getting him away with anything to to change to change how he plays, but I just don't think there's enough people to do that. What's wild too is that a lot of these instances aren't even like between the whistles or anything like that. Like the one with Ryan Mallett the other night, the play was over and they were just kind of walking and chirping back and forth and then he just grabbed him. Like the one uh against the Packers where he stepped on I think it was Josh Sitton Josh Sitton's ankle. That was I mean that was well after a play. He was just getting up from the ground and decided to step on a guy's ankle. Like, it, it's just something mentally is not there with him where he he just can't turn that off, and then he just decides to take it a step even further after the play is completely done. And he's had plenty of instances between the whistles that have been ridiculous, like pile-driving quarterbacks and shit like that. Yeah, he's an idiot. Oh, hey, I know how we can decide. All right, uh, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then you have to answer real fast, okay? So uh, clear your mind. Clear it right out. Clear it out. Clear it. Okay. All right, gents and ladies and whomever listens, we have a new segment we're about to debut. It's called Don't Think, Just Answer. So each of us is going to ask a series of questions to another singular host, and they're just going to answer the first thing that comes to their head. So, Pat, you go ahead and start, and you go ahead and ask Andy Bear anything you got. I don't like that I'm the first uh, person. Don't worry, I didn't. I didn't put any. Bitch. I didn't put any too hard in. I'm just letting you know I got 15 for you. Right, I'm gonna fire them off rapid fire. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Tom or Jerry? Tom. Jelly or jam? Jelly. Bud Light or Coors? Uh, Bud Light. Woody or Buzz? 
Uh, Woody. Black or blue? Blue. Are you a boob guy or a buck guy? <laughs> boob. Halo nice. or Rocket League? Uh, Halo. Coffee or tea? Coffee. White or wheat? White. Scrambled or over easy? Over easy. Gum or mint? Gum. Powerade or vitamin water? Vitamin water. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Who's funnier, Ari or drama? Ari. Oh, fuck. Favre, Favre or Rogers? Fuck you, Favre. Liar. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Nice job. That was a good start, bad. right? Yeah, that was Yeah, I didn't want to go anything too hard just because it's the first time, but if, if the same's not for me, Jimmy, I understand. All right, Andy, why don't you ask Jimmy some questions now since you're off right. the hot seat? All right. Don't don't look at me because I don't want to influence anything. I'm gonna actually. I'll just I'll just not I'll just eyes. not look at you. I'll just not look at you. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes, go. Deep dish or thin? Deep dish. Pepperoni or sausage? Pep- uh, sausage. Ass or tits? Tits. What year did Americans first land on the moon? They didn't. <laughs> Is Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio in real life or dreaming at the end of Inception? Real life. What is wrong with you, and why don't you watch Game of Thrones? I don't know. <laughs> Who are the two main characters in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Bill and Ted. If you could be any type of food, what would it be and why? I would be sweet potato pie. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Because it's delicious. Tell me a joke. Knock, knock. Can you describe the perfect man in three words? James Justin Riley. <laughs> well played. That's that was good. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, too. Because I totally would have just said my name, too. <laughs> All right, Pat, are you ready? All right, I think so. All right, here we go. Batman or Captain America? Batman. Vodka or whiskey? Whiskey. Fall or spring? Fall. NFL or NHL? NFL. Pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? Sweet potato pie. Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold? Ooh, Stone Cold. Mirror Light or Bud Light? Bud Light. Hustler or Penthouse? <laughs> Hustler. Family Guy or Simpsons? Family Guy. California or Florida? Florida. Yankees or Cowboys? Fuck. <laughs> Yankees, I guess. <laughs> o- Orange juice or apple juice? OJ. Big Cat or PFT? Big cat. Nice. <laughs> that was bold, good. Good one. Bold fucking answer saying we didn't land on the moon. <laughs> yeah, right? That was good off the dome, dude. Seriously. <laughs> that that was basically just a cover-up because I didn't know what year we landed on the moon. <laughs> See, off the top of my head, I don't know either, and I don't think I had the presence of mind to say they didn't. So kudos to you there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, that's... Damn it, I was going to say that because... I, that's what I was thinking. That's that, what I was it, thinking, it was, it I was swear from, to God. Um, I remember from Dumb and Dumber, and this was Adlib, when he's walking around the bar, he goes, oh, we put a man on the moon, and he leaves. <laughs> and that wasn't supposed to <laughs> be in the movie. on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I think, I think was, we could yeah, have some fun, fun with that segment. We opened it up a little bit more after this. All right, was good job, good. guys. Hey, Fonzie, I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Yes, sir. Turn left at the fork in the road. All right. We are going to roll with the question-based segments. So 
fork in the road. We do this one a lot now. I think it's kind of fun. So it's basically, would you rather we give the other uh, host two options to choose from? Would they rather do this or that? Be this or that? Something along those lines, and then they try and pick a way at the fork in the road. So Andy, why don't you get started? All right. Um, sticking with my theme of at least keeping them somewhat sports based, um, we do have. Um, they're starting to bring up Winter Olympics in the news for qualifying and things like that. And obviously, it's been a hot topic for the NHL. But my question is would you rather medal as a curler or not medal as like a snowboarder, skier, something that's actually legitimate? I am meddling as a curler every day of the week. Okay, why? Because I think, first of all, that sport looks super easy. It's not. There are angles, and I don't know what else. But physics. anyways, yeah, physics. <laughs> physics. Simple it's physics, inevitable. but physics aren't simple. I don't know. I just, I, I've always thought that sport was cool. I enjoy you know, watching it. It's like inertia. Yeah, I, inertia. I fucking love curling. Gravity, I'll throw that out there, ice. But I don't think you're con- commanding any respect from anyone else that's See, there. See, here's the thing. But I'm I am going collecting metal, 25 I'm going metal as a curling metal. person, too, because... There's, there's the only question that matters. Is curling in the Olympics? Yes. A medal is a fucking medal. And if I could medal in curling, I would do it. Think medal. about it, too. You mentioned there are some things to curling that are difficult, but you don't need you don't need to train nearly as hard as all these other athletes to be good at that sport. You have to train in a different way, but physically, you don't have to push your body as hard as those other sports. You can exactly. still win a medal. You know, who knows? Become the best curler ever. Win like 17 medals. Listen, you I sweep my kitchen it. every day and I'm damn good at it. So I think I'm like See, halfway you're there already to in training for the team. Exactly. Should we should we put together a curling team and try and qualify for the Olympics? Uh, hey, right. I'm down. Well, do you think curlers get laid in the giant fuck fest that is the Olympic Village? 100%. Canadian curlers do for sure. Hundred yeah, like, percent, they do. I feel like in Canada, it's probably huge. It's like hockey and then curling <laughs> and then donuts, and that's pretty much it. Just one small. Tim step Hortons, below. eh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sure Tim Horton sponsors like every curling team in Canada. <laughs> so we'll get Dunkin' Donuts to sponsor us here in the United States of like, America. Right, the good old U.S. of A. curling team. I like that. BLT curling. Let's get on it. All right, I am going to set my fork in the road question up with two sound clips, so make sure you're listening because these are imperative. Pat, if you'd please. All right, which one would you like first? Give me a, uh, give me a Tim Allen there, please. All right. This fall, let's take in a big, deep breath of pure Michigan. Thank you. Cue up Gus Johnson, if you would. This is a good one. I love this clip. <laughs> Quarterback draw. He's got running room and a first down. Watch out! Quick check. He's got get away from the cop speed. Touchdown! <laughs> get away right, from gentlemen. the cop speed. <laughs> <laughs> let let each of those marinate for a second. And now you have a choice: Tim Allen or Gus Johnson. Who's narrating your life? Morgan Freeman. Not an option. <laughs> Not, right, uh, sorry. I don't, I don't know if you've Ooh. heard, but it was Tim Allen and Gus Yeah, Johnson. I know, but I've always just thought if I had someone narrate my life, it would be Morgan Freeman. 
See, I think everyone goes for him, so I went with like Tim Allen. See, Andy has to have Morgan Freeman narrate his life because his name is Andy. Andy Dufresne. That's a that's a pretty good point. All right, but back to the original question at hand. That is a tough one because Tim Allen's voice in those commercials is just so like silky and smooth and just come breathe in some pure Michigan. Right. But if I have Gus Johnson narrates my life, I live the most exciting life no matter what I do. See, I was just going to say it's that like, you have to be operating at an 11 every moment of your life if he's narrating. See, no, that's the thing, though. Because Can you imagine here's the Gus thing. narrating go, your life when you're having sex? Dude, oh here, no, but just think <laughs> about it. It's like I finish my, my plate at dinner and I go to, like, dump all my scraps in the garbage. He's just like, Riley, to the garbage can! He dumps it in, and it's I'm not even doing anything. But Gus Johnson just takes everything to like in a million. It's great, right? Right. Anything I do would be highlight real material. I'd have my own top ten on Sports Center pretty much every single day for doing regular things like taking my shoes off before I come in the house, or or picking up the dog crap when I take Butters for a walk. My life would be exciting to the max. Right, but at the same time, Tim is so like. He's calm, he's smooth, he's collected. He just, he paints this picture of, like, what's going on. So, it's tough. I, I think I would have to go with with Gus, Pat. I, okay, I, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we go forward, can we hear this narration as it's going on? Yes. Okay, in that case, I'd probably go Tim Allen because Gus Johnson would just get annoying as hell after, like, an hour of living just like yeah not doing anything but being excited but about everything you can turn it on and off as you go okay wasn't there a movie where he could like uh with will ferrell where he could hear narration like stranger than fiction i think it was called yes yes you're right yeah. i'm going tim I allen still... i think okay. gus johnson's just straight up too intense all right yeah all right so my question this week this is a tough one. I'm asking you guys because I wouldn't want to have to make this choice myself. If you had to give up one of the following foods for the rest of your life, which would it be? Pizza or burgers? Hmm. My, I feel like mine's hmm. relatively easy, and I would give up burgers. I much prefer pizza. I love them both. But I think my love for pizza outweighs my love for burgers. And I think there's more options with pizza. And I am going in the exact opposite direction. I would give up pizza before I give up burgers. Because um, I just can't imagine life without burgers. There's so many different kind of burgers. There's like shitty burgers from like (laughs) Burger King. And then there's a little bit better burgers from McDonald's. And then there's really good burgers from In-N-Out Burger. And then there's over-the-top delicious burgers from Kuma's and restaurants like that. And if I really wanted to, I could make a pizza burger. So I'm going with burgers. You could do a burger pizza. Oh, oh, I had not thought about the burger pizza. See, I'm on I'm on the same boat as Andy here. I, I just love pizza too much to give it up. I love both foods. Like, a burger and fries is one of the best combos that ever existed. Great but time. in the same sense, I look at it as it might not 
be as good, but I can settle for like a chicken sandwich, a breaded chicken sandwich and fries and still be satisfied with the combo. But if there's no pizza in my life, I don't want to live in that world ever, ever. Agreed. That's fair. It would suck. I respect that. I've made a huge mistake. Uh, all right. Um, we've done this segment a few times. Uh, it's called Huge Mistake, and it's basically where we are calling out horrible sports contracts. And we've done uh, NBA and NFL, I think. So now we're going on to the NHL. So, Jimmy, why don't you kick us off? All right. So uh, mine was two-time Stanley Cup champion Nick Benino. Um, formerly of the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, he is now a member. You think of his the nickname's Boner? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. It's no, bones. it's fine. Bones. It's bones. <gasps> they should have done. See, boner. okay, timeout. Who has the chance to give him the nickname Boner and, and screws up and gives him right? the nickname Bones? That's what I'm saying. Hockey's all about sh- just shortening the last name for the nickname. Hazer, Boner, Kaner. Was- Closer. You have Bonino. You can call him Button. Okay. Like, okay. You, you, you guys remember the, the show Growing Pains? <laughs> I was just going to say that. The friend Mike Boner on Growing Pains. friend's name was Boner. It's literally, his name was the Boner. Best. Everyone just called him Boner all the time. It was great. Oh, I'm so happy face. you said that. No one laughed. I was like, was great. I was like waiting to bring that up. I'm so happy you said that. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> you know what? Starting here. Nick Boner Bonino. Of the Nashville Predators, two-time Stanley Cup champ of the formerly of the Pittsburgh Penguins, he signed. I think it was a four-year, like sixteen million dollar deal. Um, so far, he has played in, I believe, five of either eleven or twelve games. He has one goal, no assists. He has one point total for the year. He's averaging, uh, f- I think, it's at a little over four million dollars a year in his contract, and for a team that's that's usually pretty good about their salary cap, and the NHL has a hard salary cap of $75 million. This uh, this is not working out for them so far this year. I think it was more of, hey, this guy just won two Stanley Cups. Let's pay him. And uh, so far, he's just eating a lot of bench and collecting a lot of money. So good for Boner for that, but not, <laughs> not so good for the Predators. Just being a Boner. See, it, uh, it was... Uh, boner? Is, uh, is, uh, is, is Boner, boner one, one of them? them? <laughs> see, the thing... See, and if his nickname's Boner, then you can start calling him all those other nicknames, too. Tall Tommy, Purple-Headed Yogurt yeah. Slinger, all those ones. And Pedro. it just doesn't have to be Boner. He's got, like, a million nicknames then. But anyway... And Pedro. <laughs> in doing these, it was kind of funny. Compared to the other sports, these contracts seem like nothing. Just yeah. because they make so much money in the other sports, and these guys, yeah, it's crazy. It's like they were like seven million a year was high for the NHL, and it was I was like, oh okay. But my candidate is Minnesota Wild forward Zach Parise, who most hockey fans know. He's been in the league a while now. He played most of his career in uh, New Jersey before signing with the Wild, like four years back, I think. And at the time, I was actually hoping the Hawks would maybe make a run at him because he's always been a pretty solid player. He's been on Team USA the last few years. I think he was the captain last time. He's just a, a good teammate, it seems like, a good locker room guy, and he's been a pretty successful player as far as uh, scoring. But he signed a 13-year, $98 million deal. And in hockey, we see all these weird extended contracts, 10-plus years. They just 
They used to backload the end of the contract, so all the money would come at the end when they sucked, and they'd just try and dump them off. But he has eight years left at a $7.538 million cap hit each year. He had 42 points in 69 games last year, which was his lowest output since his rookie season other than the lockout short in season like three or four years ago. Which the Hawks won the Stanley Cup that year. Oh, yeah. He's 33 years old. Uh, and this is off to a rough start again this year, scoring wise. And a thing of note last year too is I believe the Wild had the second most goals in the NHL, and he had such a low scoring output. So I mentioned before he's a pretty good two-way player. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. He's one of their alternate captains. But you just you just see it in hockey time and time again. I know that some guys are able to play in, into their 40s, like Yarmir Yager, who's just a freak. But usually in hockey, when your skills start to decline, they go fast yeah. because it's such such a physical sport. It takes a toll on your body. It takes a lot to get yourself up for a long season and then a tough playoff run. And I'm just at the point where it seems like he's probably on the decline and having who's, someone paid $7.5 million a year has to be one of your best players in the NHL with this strict salary cap. It's pretty much 10% of your salary with one player. And I, right now, with eight years left on that, it's looking like a pretty rough deal for the Wild. But I'm happy about because, uh, you know, screw the Wild, but yeah, fuck sucks them. to suck. All right. Um, going on to my candidate, um, this is a little bit of a throwback and the only reason I brought it up is because this is, in my opinion, one of the worst contracts ever in sports. Um, it would still be going on if this player was still in the league, but he is not. Is he dead? He's not dead. Okay, good. Uh, this is for Rick DiPietro, goalie for the New York Islanders. So he was the first overall pick in 2002, I think. Spent a few years down in the minors and then came up in 2005 or 2004, I believe. Um, and he was highly touted as like the next big thing as far as goalies go. Um, and he, in the early parts of his career, really looked like he was going to be the next big thing. In 2006, when he was 20. Five years old, um, he received a 15-year, $68 million contract. So back in 2005, that was a monster contract. Yeah. It was the longest contract ever in the NHL with 15 years. And also, goalies just do not get those type of contracts with length in mind. Um, So after that contract came in, the Islanders had basically gone all in on Rick DiPietro is our guy for eternity, Ever. essentially. <laughs> yeah. So that deal would have gone to 2021. But in 2007, a year after he got this contract, he got a concussion, which started a string of injuries for Rick DiPietro. He had a torn labrum in his hip in 2007, and then a torn meniscus in 2008. And then in 2009, 2010, and 2011, he had he went on IR. Um, I think he played like five games in 2008, like 10 in 2009, and like seven in 2011. And they were all due to his uh, knee that he messed up his meniscus on. He ended up getting the nickname Rickety Pietro, DiPietro. 
Ooh, that sucks. And he left Ooh. the he left the NHL for good in 2013 um, because he could not even make it on the ice anymore. So while it is not a current contract, um, it is one that will always stick in my mind because it was He's an absolutely paid, absurd. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I'm not sure those how the NHL handles those. Yeah, I'm not sure how the NHL handles contracts. I know each league is different, but right. Okay, he's currently a sportscaster for the Islanders on some radio station now. Wow, I he I gets did up not on the that. stage and shits his britches. <laughs> what bird? I don't know, but he gets up there, strums a guitar, and then starts loading his britches up like it's going out of style. <laughs> That's Rick DiPietro just shitting his britches, everyone. all right so it's time for the goat last week since we had our shortened episode we decided not to include one of our signature segments as we do every week so we're back to the goat this week and we are going with our topics as hangover meal whiskey and drunk food to kind of stick in topic with each other and if you haven't listened before basically what we do is we each pick what our greatest of all time is for each topic so jimmy why don't you go first with hangover meal all right so my hangover meal uh was first introduced to me by my wife sarah um i don't even remember i think this was after my 26th or 27th birthday um, was massively hungover, feeling like death, laid on the couch all day, watched a whole season of Kardashians, uh, which was horrible in its own right. Man but, card. Um, right. She came home um, with a uh, Portillo's bacon cheeseburger, cheese fries, and a chocolate cake shake. And to this day, every time we go out drinking, that's what we get. Now, the the cake shake is dependent on how drunk or not you were and or still are the next morning. If you're still pretty drunk, putting dairy in your system, not a good idea. If you're strictly hungover and no, and you're not drunk at all from the night before, you can go with a cake shake, but Portillo's bacon cheeseburger with a cheese fry. Cake shake optional is my go-to hangover meal. Jimmy, you ever been so drunk that you got cut off at a wedding? No. Yeah, that was me last weekend. Dude, good for you. Right? That's that's impressive. Bartenders just straight up cut me off. And then, <laughs> because they did that, by the time we got back, I was like pretty much sober. So sober I didn't get hung over. I didn't get hung over. It was amazing. <laughs> Should do that every time. So I'm going to jump God in. Thank God you called that guy. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. We watched in. that movie the next day. Yeah, we did. We watched Billy Madison the next night. <laughs> Um, I'm going to jump in with my hangover food, Pat. I don't know if you're going to go or not, but now you're the good. only reason I'm going to do that is because mine is also Portillo's based. Um, mm. Mine is an Italian beef with sweet and hot peppers, a large cheese fry, and I said potentially a cake shake, literally on okay. my list. So wow. I am very much That's in impressive. that same boat. Um, is, is the beef dipped? Uh, it's just regular. Cheese or no cheese? No cheese. Okay. Jarred? Yeah. Hot and sweet okay. peppers, for sure. Um, 
it's i don't know why it's just you get you get a good amount of bread in there to soak up all the bullshit um from the night before and then cheese fries are a must um and then like i said i'm kind of here or there on the cake shake depending on how right. bad you're feeling agreed see most people go greasy for hungover food because it helps soak up all that shit that's in your stomach my thing is i never get super hungover i usually smoke weed if i'm hungover and it makes me feel a lot better but i'm the complete opposite of most people to where everyone goes greasy i go like i need like to load up on like veggies and stuff i go to subway i get like a foot long just like turkey or chicken just basic meat and then i put like spinach tomato onion black olive cucumber banana pepper i just load it up with veggie and put like a little bit of light mayo on there and i feel like what you said andy the the bread or the footlong helps soak up a lot of the alcohol that's still stuck in your stomach but like i don't know to me i just feel like the veggies make me feel better it's like the only time i proactively go out of my way to eat (laughs) vegetables so maybe i should start drinking more so i can eat healthier but yeah that makes sense just a theory all right, let's do whiskey. <laughs> Just drink more so I can be healthier, obviously. Yeah, there you go. All right, we'll do whiskey. Uh, Andy, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, this was pretty easy for me. Um, this is my – it's not necessarily like a binge uh, whiskey, but my favorite whiskey is going to be Angel's Envy Bourbon. It is made in Louisville. And it's aged in port wine barrels, so it's a little bit sweet at the back end of it. Um, It is very smooth, and when I just want to have a glass of bourbon, it's my go-to with two ice cubes, and it's absolutely goddamn delicious. You should try it. Very nice. All right, my whiskey. This was my poison at the wedding last weekend, so I guess you could say I enjoy it. But it's uh, I'm going to go with Crown Royal. I just think it's smooth. I've always liked it. I don't mind taking shots of it. Crown and Seven is one of the most delicious drink mixes ever. And it made me get cut off at a wedding. So I'm sticking with it through and through. <laughs> the, best, right. the best part about all that is all the fucking degenerates at that wedding. And you were the one that ended up <laughs> being the one cut off. I know, right? That's a, I take it as an accomplishment. I've never heard anyone else get cut off before, so I'm going to run with it. Trailblazer, Pat Riley. Right? All right. Mine is, I'm not I'm not a huge um, whiskey drinker. I actually, uh, I had a really good, I forget what was in it. I was out last night, and I had a pecan Manhattan, and I don't remember what kind of bourbon they use in it, but oh, it was so, so good. Anyways, typically when I do drink whiskey, I stick with Irish whiskey, and I am a huge Tullamore Dew fan. Um, I think it's not even in the same category as Jameson. It's infinitely better. It does not. Uh, it has a, a similar flavor, but zero, zero bite like Jameson has. So if I am going to be doing shots or drinking a Whiskey 7, it's going to be with Tullamore Dew. All right. I like Tullamore Dew as well, so no arguments on this front and we'll do drunk food our last topic i'll go first see this is a tough one because i feel like that my top two choices are pretty much even as far as enjoy how much i enjoy them but i guess for for the sake of picking one 
I'm going to go with Taco Bell. Mm. I feel like me and Alyssa, whenever we're like coming home, if we take an Uber from time to time, we'll see if they'll just, you know go to the drive-thru for us. Or um, we'll just figure out a way to get Taco Bell. If not, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll save my second choice because it might be one of your guys. And if not, it's a little bit easier. So go ahead. Whoever wants to go next. All right. Um, I... I kind of range all over the place when it comes to drunk food, but I think my favorite, um, it's not necessarily what I get the most, but my favorite is going to be going to a late night diner and getting breakfast. Like shout Fred's out, Place? Shout out to Fred's Place in Elmhurst. And it's just shitty, greasy breakfast. Um, a bunch of, there's a bunch of places down in the city. Um, when I was in Indy a few months ago, we went and found this little hole in the wall diner and got like corned beef hash at three o'clock in the morning. And nice. It's it's amazing. Um, not nothing either that I go to um, as far as ordering. It's just that general category of getting late night breakfast food from a greasy diner. Yeah, I am. I am in the exact same boat. Uh, Fred's place. Un- unfortunately, I'll eat at Fred's place sober. <laughs> and since no one likes it, I what I a often, psychopath. I I actually go there often by myself because no one will go there with me sober. Um, All right, Jimmy, but, you're not helping your case for psychopath. What a here. loser! Right. So let's see, Andy. I'm kind of like you. I, I love like the the greasy breakfast. So like Fred's Place, Denny's, IHOP, Steak and Egger in Cicero, uh, Harlow Grill on North Avenue. I think it's Ooh, Harlow Park. Grill, dude. They got the right? good bagel burgers there. Yeah, dude, good stuff. So that's that's typically what I go to. Um, also, just like anything on a fry, like the eggs and pancakes to soak up the booze. Maybe some biscuits and gravy for sure. Some corned beef hash. That is uh, typically my go-to. Also, is some kind of greasy ass breakfast food. Yeah, frozen pizza was my other one, just because it's convenient. Pretty much always available. For like in sure. House. House of pizza, it's great. Yep, okay, now absolutely. which which frozen pizza? Like, what Oof. kind do you go with? See, I for when like, I'm drunk, I like Jacks. Ooh, I Jacks like, are awesome. Jacks is good because yeah. all three of us could eat one of those by ourselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jacks is good. I like Tombstone for a drunk pizza, like because I don't want to eat like a DiGiorno or something when I'm right. drunk. I don't really enjoy it as much. Right. So more more like the cheaper, thinner pizzas for frozen pizzas when you're drunk. I feel like that. That hits home. Or just something like pizza rolls or bagel bites or something like that. Those mm. are always good. I also put White Castle sliders on here. So lots of good White stuff. Castle forever. Yeah. We had some over the weekend. It was it was a delight for sure. <laughs> so delicacy. I uh I forgot to do a bear song this week with all the travel and stuff, so sorry guys, I I, I just didn't get it done. That's on right. me. You're it's on me. I gotta, I gotta get better for next week. So I'll have a new one next week for sure. But that is all that we've got for today's episode of Bros. Let's Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed it because we enjoy doing it. Do us a favor though, if you do listen, like us on Facebook, search Bros. Let's Talk, and share the page as well so your friends can like it. Follow us on Twitter at Bros. Let's Talk. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it if you did that. Please. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Please. <laughs> and you can visit our podcast page directly at broslets talk.podbean.com. 
for G. You are a smelly a. pirate hooker. Oops, didn't mean to press that, but that's. <laughs> uh, I accidentally pressed that, but it was hilarious. <laughs> for Jimmy and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dids. See you guys. <laughs> Anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. I just like the simple.